Louisville will defeat Boston College if, on today's episode of the Locked On Louisville podcast, we will identify three things that the Cardinals will need to do to take down the Eagles on Saturday afternoon. With that being said, let's get right on into the show. You are Locked On Louisville, your daily podcast on the Louisville Cardinals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Welcome into another episode of the Locked On the Louisville Podcast. I'm your host, Dalton Pence. Today's episode is brought to you by Underdog. Sign up on underdogfantasy.com with the promo code Locked On and get your first deposit doubled up to $100. As always, I want to take this time to say thank you for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On, the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, five days a week, your team, every day. As I mentioned, we're going to be discussing the keys to the game for the Louisville Cardinals against the Boston College Eagles in the Saturday matchup up in Massachusetts. For the Cardinals, it's a matter of getting the rushing game going, um, also um, getting after Phil Jerkovic, making it um, a tough afternoon for him. And then finally, it is keeping the Eagles' offense one-dimensional. So we'll start out with, I think, the number one key here, and that is establishing the rushing attack, especially early on. Um, the Cardinals, over the past couple weeks, have done a better job of, you know, all across the board uh, in the rushing category, just improving every single week. First two weeks struggled. Um, the outings against Syracuse and Central Florida weren't necessarily the greatest. Um, Florida State, however, they were able to to get some stuff going on the ground. And then South Florida, obviously, um, things were going in the Cardinals' favor um, very, very early on. Uh, Malik Cunningham looking like the, um, the Cunningham we saw last season uh, multiple times last year, as a matter of fact, in that game against South Florida. The Cardinals, um, the number one key for the team this week, I feel like it's kind of a recurring thing that could be probably said, um, and that's establishing the running game early on. Um, the Cardinals are the 14th best rushing attack in the country, averaging 224.5 yards per game. That equates out to 5.1 I'm sorry, 5.41 yards per carry. They have 10 rushing touchdowns thus far through four games. Um, for the Cardinals, I mean, I feel like it's it's pretty self-explanatory here. It is a balanced effort. Um, four players with over 100 rushing yards. Malik Cunningham obviously leading the way, flirting with just under 400 yards rushing. Tyon Evans uh, has had 215 yards in three total games. Joar Jordan, 150. And Trevion Cooley has 109, thanks mostly in parts to that 75-yard outing against the Bulls last Saturday. Um, so, you know, in offense, since Scott Satterfield took over in 2018, you know, since 2019, the Wolves' offense has really been, you know, set up by the run. It's a team that runs the ball, you know, around 60 to maybe even 70 times a game. It's their identity. It's a team that plays um, to their strengths in the rushing department. And um, the pass is kind of, or the passing game is kind of, um, you know, piggybacking off of that, predicated off of that. So I think that for Louisville, um, it, it's a matter of continuing to 
establish the run because I think it opens up a realm of possibilities for the Cardinals offense. One that's still trying to find its way, find its footing. Um, obviously, the 41-point outing against South Florida last Saturday will help in terms of statistics. But through the first three weeks, the team had the 69th ranked offense. So, um, you know, there was obviously some work that needed to be done. There, It's really hard to, you know, take a lot away from that South Florida matchup, uh, but we did see some improvement. Now it's a matter of seeing that um, in week five as well. So um, was offense predicated on the run, right? I've said that multiple times so far, I feel like a broken record. Um, but even though it kind of sounds cliche, Hey, it's what this team does best. Louisville's offense is at its best when it is getting what it needs to on the ground, whether that be you know traditionally from a running back perspective or from a Malik Cunningham RPO situation or design quarterback run, what have you. You know, um, There's a lot of ways that Louisville utilizes that uh, part of the offense, and I think it starts with the offensive line. One of the ways that I think that this team has shown improvement with each and every week this season is is the improved play of the offensive line. They did not look good against Syracuse. They continue to look better and better with each passing game against a good Florida State defensive line. The offensive line held their own. Now, um, you know, that doesn't take away some of the uh, mental mistakes that the team made, but I think that the offensive line has been a positive for this team over the past couple weeks, and there's no... Um, really surprised here that the Cardinals once again have a top 20 rushing attack, and it all starts with the guys up front. Look, this is a veteran offensive line, one that coming into the season, um, you know, was predicted to be one of the best in the conference. I think that that's when, or that's why it was so shocking that the team didn't look all that good all on offense in week one, and Syracuse's defense, despite being hobbled, really got into the backfield, made life tough for Malik Cunningham. Now, I know that there's been um, you know, reports and rumors out there that the coaching staff tried to have him you know, play as more of a, a pocket passer in that one, and maybe that had a little bit of an effect to it. But regardless, probably a, a performance that the Louisville offensive line, heck, the whole team in general probably would definitely want back. Um, but nonetheless, that's in the past. We're on to week five now. The offensive line continuing to play better. The rushing attack has come along as a result. Uh, and um, I think with... Uh, another solid outing from the guys in the trenches. There's no reason why this team shouldn't be able to uh, extend um, solid play of the rushing attack. Last year, there were um, a, a series of consecutive games in which the Cardinals rushed for over 100 yards, and I could definitely see this season kind of following suit to where we're seeing the team, you know, continuing to set the tone um, in the rushing attack. Um, but I think the one thing that that does, not only it does that serve to your strength and it um, really can um, hurt defenses. And obviously if your rushing attack is going well, that means you're moving the ball down the field and that, that, that goes without saying, but the opportunities that it opens up with the passing game is really what um, interests me the most and why I put so much emphasis on the rushing attack because, you know, when Malik Cunningham is at his dangerous, or as it, when Malik Cunningham is at his most dangerous level, it's when he has the ability to, you know, run the football 
or pass it, whether that's in RPO situations or in plays where they break down and he has to make something out of nothing. When he has to ad lib on the fly, I think that that's when Malik Cunningham is the most lethal to a respective defense. Um, obviously, with the rushing attack going good, um, you know, you're forcing defenses to commit more to the run or co- at least commit to the possibility of it and place some spies on Malik Cunningham to put more guys in the box, float more guys around the line of scrimmage. Um, and, and thus, in turn, you know, maybe leaving your, you know, coverage abilities a little bit in the vulnerable sense. Um, so I think that, you know, that this is an opportunity to where, you know, if you get that rushing attack going, then you're able to thus in turn keep defenses honest. And then as a result, you'll set up your passing game, allow those intermediate areas to, you know, free up some, you know, maybe take some shots deep on one on one opportunities with Tyler Hudson, Braden Smith, Amari Huggins, Bruce, find some guys down the field over the past couple games. There have been open receivers through the middle of the field toward the sidelines, just on the crossing routes, on the post routes, out in the flat to where the team's passing game has started to pick up some more cohesion. And I don't think it's that big of a coincidence, nor should it come as a surprise to fans to understand that the passing game has really started to open up and started to present more opportunities to Malik Cunningham with his receivers when that Louisville rushing attack was able to pick up and and get some steam, get some momentum, and, and just overall um, be able to find its effectiveness for a team that, um, you know, currently, you know, you look at the top 15 in, in, in some of the top rushing teams in the country, you know, Florida State is at number 13, um, Alabama's at number 10. Uh, some teams that run the option are in the top five. So in terms of overall rushing attempts, um, it looks like in the top 15, uh, let's see, one, two, three, four, five. Looks like five of the teams in the top 15 have m- less attempts than the Cardinals do at 14. So, um, you know, it goes to show you that, you know, they're becoming more effective. It's not so much as it is volume as it is just efficiency and consistency. The offensive line is creating the holes. And uh, teams are having trouble with guarding Malik Cunningham and, and then devising game plans for Tyon Evans, Travion Cooley, Jawar Jordan. We talked about why it's so big of an advantage to have so many different guys on this team in the rushing category that can hurt you, you know, for a defense to try to plan for. Because for a defensive coordinator, it's like, okay, if you plan for Malik Cunningham, then yeah, you've got Tyon Evans that can go for over 100 yards on any given game toward Jordan. Travion Cooley is, you know, uh, without injury now. And then you you talk about Jalen Mitchell, who's dealt with some injuries. He only has four carries on the season. So that's another player that you have to watch for as well. So getting that rushing attack going early is my number one um you know, a uh, key to the game for the Cardinals. And I think it could be a key indicator when it comes to determining if this Louisville Cardinals team can end up winning this game. And that's going to be a big factor in this one. And for a game that is possibly going to be with a rainy forecast, muddying the field could definitely play into the Cardinals 
um, advantage. So I want to kind of switch now to the defensive side of the ball, where I think that the main key for the defense is getting into the Boston College backfield and putting pressure on Phil Dracovic. Um, we're going to explain just why that is here in just a second after we talk about our friends and the title sponsor of the show, Underdog Fantasy. The episode is brought to you by Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to spice up the college football season. It's a very interesting way to play college football fantasy. Um, essentially, it's uh, available in over 30 states. Easy to play. Pick between two to five players across any team, not just for the Cardinals, and decide if they'll finish higher or lower. Look at the Malik Cunningham numbers on underdogfantasy.com. A couple that I like are Drake May, higher than 265.5 passing yards against Virginia Tech. And even though UNC has a secondary that has struggled, I think that Grant Wells under 220.5 is an interesting one to take. Um, yeah, so go to Underdog and make your own selections. It's one of the easiest fantasy to play games out there, and you can win cold hard cash in a single game. Sign up with the promo code Locked On. That's all one word, and Underdog will double your first deposit up to $100. Deposit $100, get $100 for free. Go to UnderdogFantasy.com or find the Underdog Fantasy app in the App Store or Google Play. Uh, that's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. Get in on the college football pick'em action today. So defensively for the Louisville Cardinals, um, the best. Performance so far of the season outside of that game against Central Florida came against South Florida in the Week 4 victory. Now you're looking to go up against an offense that is trending in the wrong direction, one that just got beat by 30 points against the Florida State Seminoles last week, and you are looking to take advantage of an offensive line that simply just has not been good. Um, the Cardinals have been very, very solid in terms of uh, getting after opposing quarterbacks a lot more solid than last season. So far, they have recorded 13 sacks. Um, they also have, uh, you know, a plethora of tackles for loss. Um, you know, over and over, you know, you're seeing guys like Yaya Diaby, uh, Yasir Abdullah, Monty Montgomery, Ashton Gelati, who didn't even play against South Florida due to injury. These guys are having some success in, you know, getting into the opposing backfield, making it tough for opposing quarterbacks and um, running backs as well. And this is an opportunity for Wobble to really, really do something in the line of scrimmage, not on the not only on the offensive line side of things, but on the defensive line as well. Boston College as a team is 126th out of 131st in the country in sacks allowed per game, uh, and well, actually total sacks, I should say. They have allowed 15 in the first four games. That has equated to a total of 101 sack yards. And averaging out 3.75 attacks, I'm sorry, sacks per game. Um, so overall, here I think that um, it's it's going to be an instance to where Wobble's defense is going to have a solid opportunity in front of them. Right? I mean, this is a a, a game that um, you know it, it's mainly a passing offense. The only Power Five teams. Um, that rank below Boston College. Actually, the only teams that rank below Boston College in sacks allowed are Kentucky, Marshall, Stanford, Akron, 
in Colorado State. Now, whether that be some youth on the offensive line, um, guys just not playing well, I know that this is a unit that's dealt with uh, a handful of unfortunate injuries. Um, some guys recently injured, some guys trying to come back from injury, but nonetheless, Jeff Halfley's squad has not done a good job of protecting Phil Jerkovic so far this season. So I think that the second key to the game for the Louisville Cardinals, the top key for the Louisville defense is making life difficult for the Boston College signal caller. Not only is it a matter of getting to him, you know, whether that equates to getting sacks, and obviously getting sacks is a big uh, aspect of, of what I think that this key to the game should be, but also, you know, at the very least, just speeding up uh, Jerkovic's reads, making him uncomfortable when it comes to uh, releasing the football, making him release the football a lot quicker than he's planning to, forcing him to make quicker decisions and maybe being more prone to turning the football over. Um, and on the other side of things, getting into the opposing backfield for uh, Boston College rushing attack, we're going to talk about it then, has for lack of better terms, just has not been good. Let's just leave it at that. Um, but Yaya Diaby was a player that um, I think is you know, the key player to watch on the defense here. I think that he could have a solid, solid afternoon. I haven't heard of the status of Ashton Gelati. I know that he missed last week against South Florida. I haven't heard either way. Um, obviously, it seems like on Saturday we'll know more. I apologize if we already know if he's playing or not. I haven't heard. I've actually been kind of out of commission for a sales conference, so I do apologize. But um, this is a, a great opportunity for Louisville's defense to continue that momentum after allowing only three points to South Florida. Now, granted, I think that, um, you know, assuming the weather holds up, you know, Jerkovic is a respectable passer and they have one of the best receivers, if not the best receiver in the conference in Zay Flowers. And it's going to be a bigger challenge to um, guard Boston College than South Florida, in my opinion, but getting after the quarterback here, um, you know, uh, taking advantage of an offensive line that struggled and that has struggled throughout the season looked very, very um, just uncomfortable against a Florida State defensive line. Yes, they're good, but they were without Jared Verse, without some other key players on the defensive line as well. And I think that this is a good game for Yasir Abdul, Yaya Diaby, maybe Ashton Gelati, Monty Montgomery, so on and so forth, to maybe record multiple individual sacks in this one. So um, that, for me, is the second key to the game. It is uh, taking advantage of a... Um, a Boston College offensive line that has not been good this season so far and forcing Boston College into third and long situations, forcing turnovers, and just getting Jeff Halfley's offense out of rhythm. Um, one of the reasons why that is so key is that this is a one-dimensional offense. And the third key to the game, in my opinion, needs to be um, keeping the Boston College offense uh, one-dimensional. So, um, um and we're going to talk about that here. I'm sorry. I'm sitting here looking at this pen and how the, the pen cap is completely bent back. That shows you my attention span that I'm having during this podcast episode. So I do apologize there. Uh, but yeah, keeping the Boston College offense one-dimensional. Before we discuss that, I want to say thank you again for making Locked On the Louisville your first listen of the day. Just a reminder, the Locked On the Louisville podcast is free on all streaming services, including YouTube and WHAS 11 plus five days a week. Your team every day. 
Uh, like I mentioned, WHAS 11 Plus is carrying all of the Locked On the Louisville content. You can go to WHAS 11 Plus. I'm sorry, WHAS 11.com. Go to the sports section and see all of the Locked On the Louisville podcast episodes. You can watch them on that streaming service and also on YouTube. Be sure to hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, drop a comment, uh, drop your thoughts on the episode. Uh, your thoughts on the topic at hand, so on and so forth. So, uh, But before we end the episode, we're going to talk about the third key to the game, the Louisville College. The Louisville College, oh my goodness. The Louisville defense needs to keep the Boston College offense one-dimensional. The Eagles have one of the worst rushing attacks in the country. The um, Actually, I just completely okay there we go uh they have the worst rushing attack in the power five 128th out of 131 they are tied for the worst rushing it or the 128th worst rushing attack in the country 239 rushing yards to date that is 59.8 per contest and a measly 1.98 yards per rush um, and that definitely has to be one of the key aspects of why this Boston College offense has struggled so far. And in turn, one of the reasons why this team is 1-3 and three going into Week 5 and up for contention of maybe one of the worst teams in the ACC so far. Um, and it's a matter of keeping this offense one-dimensional. If you're the Louisville defense here, you want to handle business. You know, statistics are great to analyze, but you still have to handle business. Just because they've been bad in the past rushing the football, you have to make sure that that continues in week five. Um, that's why, you know, getting in to the Boston College backfield, you know, continuing to record those tackles for loss, um, continuing to, um, you know, make it tough for opposing offenses to run the football. Yes, this is a global defense that through the first couple of weeks, you know, weeks one and two, it was tough to, um, you know, stop the run for the global global defense. They did a little bit better against Florida State and then, you know, they held uh, South Florida to I think a hundred under 50 yards rushing for an option offense so that was pretty impressive despite you know ball or despite South Florida not being that good of a team Pat Garwell leads the way 159 rushing yards he's averaging 3.2 yards per carry uh, but outside of that nobody has over 50 yards now I, I will say that uh, Phil Jerkovic's rushing yards so far are it's 31 carries for negative 64 yards. So a lot of that's accounting sack yards into that as well. So it does, you know, it, it does, you know, bode uh, a mention that some of those rushing numbers um, have been skewed maybe a little bit. But even then, um, you know, the yards per carry number is something else that that really plays into the factor here. Um, and what that does is it forces Boston College to, um, you know, remain one-dimensional. And if you take away the rushing attack, I think that you are able to, you know, um, you know, bring the house on blitzes, you know, bring some more guys off the edge, um, you know, try to put some more pressure on Jerkovic as a pocket passer. And what that does in turns, it puts more pressure on the passing attack. It uh, essentially, you know, I mean, I think it's pretty straightforward here and why that this would be a big advantage if you take away the passing attack. Now, obviously, it's not going to be like South Florida to where if you take away the rush, then, you know, the team's really going to struggle because Boston College is a passing team. But if you take away the rush, you know, you're taking away one of the aspects of the game that you have to focus on. Um, and then you can kind of predicate your defensive scheme, um, you know, along the lines of preparing for, you know, just predominantly the passing attack. So um, pretty straightforward in my opinion. 
Um, you know, it's a matter of handling business, just doing what you have to do to uh, put Boston colleges, put Boston College in uncomfortable situations, getting them off the field early. Um, you know, making them go three and out. Um, you know, third and long situations to where they have to pick up some big time yards to get first downs, and maybe they will here and there, but continually doing so. Uh, definitely could bode well for the Louisville chances in this game against Boston College. So overall, um, it's a matter of establishing the rushing attack, um, you know, taking advantage of an offensive line that has not played all that well, and um, keeping the Boston College offense one-dimensional. As I mentioned, there will be another episode today. It will probably be a, a special recruiting episode where we'll talk about some new offers and, and dive into the weekly mailbag. Um, before we get out here, I want to say thanks again for making us your first listen of the day. Just a reminder – um, to check out the Locked on ACC podcast hosted by Candace Cooper. No better way to check out that um, episode than uh, – or those episodes than um, – sorry, I'm sitting here looking at, a, at an alert um, that came across the phone. Um, no better way to check out the conference content than checking out those episodes on all streaming services. Um, once again, I want to say um, that it's – uh, our thoughts go out to those affected by the hurricane over the past week. Um, uh, we extend our thoughts to those that are dealing with uh, property damage, you know, loss of life, um, health issues, all of the um, you know things that have come with with the hurricane, um, and those that are affected in the South Florida area along the coast. Those that have family that have been affected. Um, our thoughts go out to you all. Um, wish the very best, um, if you can, um, you know, if you're listening to this, um, any help matters. I know sometimes in these situations, it seems like there's not much you can do, but there are some, you know, uh, government websites that offer opportunities to help, whether that be financially or even volunteer work. I know, um, you know, sometimes that's not feasible, but you know, you never know how even a little, can definitely go a long way. So we'll be on here uh, for another episode to finish the month. Obviously, the Cardinals in action up in Boston tomorrow. Everyone have a great day. We'll see you right back here very shortly.